Hi there! Welcome to this week's episode of REAP, where REAP stands for Read, Examine, Apply, Pray. My name's Ed Burdett, and I'm glad to be spending this time with you. As we get started, I wanted to say that REAP, as well as the daily readings at One Year Bible Podcast, is possible because of donations from listeners like you. We don't run ads, so all of our support comes from listeners who value what we do and want others to experience it as well. Every dollar donated lets us reach over 250 people with Bible resources. So if this podcast is valuable to you, or if you'd like to help spread the word across the world, would you join us in supporting this work? To donate, you can visit oneyearbiblepodcast.com give. Special thanks to our monthly donors who consistently and faithfully give to help us in our mission. And once more, that address is oneyearbiblepodcast.com give. And now, on to REAP. The purpose of REAP is for us to learn and then practice a pattern for getting more out of Scripture as we read and listen through. The way it works, we pick a section of this day's reading, either from the Old Testament, the New Testament, or the Psalms. And then using that passage, we walk through this four-step process. First, we read the passage, and next we examine it. This is where we bring up anything that stands out, anything that catches our attention. After that, we look to apply the passage, connecting it with our lives today. And lastly, we get to pray. Our passage this week comes from our New Testament reading. It's from Mark chapter 2, verses 13 through 22. Using this passage, then, we'll read, examine, apply, and pray. Before we begin, let's ask God's blessing on our time. Heavenly Father, thank you for this moment. Thank you for reap. Thank you for your word and the treasure that it is. I pray that you would give us eyes to see and ears to hear by the work of your Spirit. Thank you for your help in all things. We pray this in Jesus' name. Amen. Well, let's start in now by reading this passage. This is Mark chapter 2, starting in verse 13. He, that is Jesus, went out again by the seaside. All the multitude came to him, and he taught them. As he passed by, he saw Levi, the son of Alphaeus, sitting at the tax office. He said to him, Follow me. And he arose and followed him. He was reclining at the table in his house, and many tax collectors and sinners sat down with Jesus and his disciples, for there were many, and they followed him. The scribes and the Pharisees, when they saw that he was eating with the sinners and tax collectors, said to his disciples, Why is it that he eats and drinks with tax collectors and sinners? When Jesus heard it, he said to them, Those who are healthy have no need for a physician, but those who are sick. I came not to call the righteous, but sinners to repentance. John's disciples and the Pharisees were fasting, and they came and asked him, Why do John's disciples and the disciples of the Pharisees fast, but your disciples don't fast? Jesus said to them, Can the groomsmen fast while the bridegroom is with them? As long as they have the bridegroom with them, they can't fast. But the days will come when the bridegroom will be taken away from them, and then they will fast in that day. No one sews a piece of unshrunk cloth on an old garment, or else the patch shrinks and the new tears away from the old, and a worse hole is made. No one puts new wine into old wine skins or else the new wine will burst the skins, and the wine pours out, and the skins will be destroyed. But they put new wine into fresh wine skins. This is our reading, and now we'll move on to the examine portion of REAP. And again, this is where we bring up anything that stands out, anything we notice in this passage. 
The first thing that stood out to me, it's in the first verse we read, verse 13. There it says that Jesus went out again by the seaside. I tried to picture this, that there's wind that Jesus is feeling on his skin, there's sun, perhaps there's the smell of salt in the air. And right after this, it says, all the multitude came to him and he taught them. In the verse right before this one, we didn't read it, but it's verse 12. In this verse, Jesus heals a man who was paralyzed. So now in verse 13, it says, all the multitude came to him and he taught them. So Jesus' teaching follows Jesus' miracle. Perhaps he's teaching because people are open now based on what they've seen and heard. In the next verse, verse 14, we read this. As he, that is Jesus, passed by, he saw Levi, the son of Alphaeus, sitting at the tax office. What stood out here is that it's not simply Levi, but Levi and his father who are named. This seems to be a bit like giving the first and last name of this man Levi. Someone reading this account back in the first century could go and investigate whether this was so. That person could look for Levi, the son of Alphaeus, in this area. In the next verse, verse 15, we read this. He, Jesus, was reclining at the table in his house, that is, Levi's house. Just that phrase, reclining at the table, stood out. Jesus, we could picture, is relaxed. He's in a relaxing posture and enjoying food and drink at this house. Continuing on, we see in verse 16 that the scribes and the Pharisees ask Jesus' disciples why Jesus eats and drinks with tax collectors and sinners. So the question is to his disciples, but it says in verse 17, Jesus overhears it, and that he interjects. He speaks directly to the scribes and Pharisees. This must be an important point then, something that Jesus really once said. And he says, those who are healthy have no need for a physician, but those who are sick. I came not to call the righteous, but sinners to repentance. What stood out here is how his words test the Pharisees and the scribes and everyone who hears them. Perhaps the Pharisees look around the room and they see the people that Jesus is spending time with. And after Jesus says this, they might think, ah, okay, this is like a charity that Jesus is operating. There are people who have these great needs and he's here to help them. In that line of thinking though, there is a separation. There are the people that Jesus came to help and those are other people. Someone listening to Jesus' words could easily exclude himself or herself from that group that Jesus came for. But then that line of thinking leads to an awful conclusion, which is, Jesus is needed by others, but not by me. What stood out here then is how challenging Jesus' words are. It's as though he's asking his listeners, where do you find yourself? Am I here for you as well, or do you not need me? Continuing on, the next thing that stood out, it's in verse 18. In that verse, we read that John's disciples and the Pharisees were fasting, and they came and asked Jesus, why do John's disciples and the disciples of the Pharisees fast, but your disciples don't fast? It seems that, in other words, these people are asking, what's so special about you, Jesus? And in verse 19, Jesus begins to explain. He says, can the groomsmen fast while the bridegroom is with them? So right away, we notice that Jesus has started talking about a wedding, and he's saying about himself that he is the bridegroom. In the next verse, verse 20, Jesus continues, and he says this, The days will come when the bridegroom will be taken away from them, and then they will fast in that day. So Jesus is saying here that when he is gone, his disciples will fast. And then the last two verses of the passage we read seem mysterious. Jesus talks about a patch of cloth on an old garment, and putting new wine into new and old wine skins. The best I can understand in these two verses is that Jesus is saying to his listeners, something new is happening here. 
I'm reminded of something Jesus often said. He said, he who has ears to hear, let him hear. In other words, some, but not all, can hear and understand what he is saying. Perhaps Jesus, being the bridegroom, is inaugurating a new way of living and doing things, and these new ways can be hard for everyone to adjust to. Well, these are the things that stand out to me in this passage, and if I miss something that you noticed, feel free to share that as a comment over at oneyearbiblepodcast.com on the webpage for this day's REAP episode. Now let's move on to the application portion of REAP, and again, this is where we get to connect what we've read with our lives today. What stood out here by way of application is what Jesus says in verse 20 that we read. There he said, The days will come when the bridegroom will be taken away from them, that is, his disciples. And he continues, Then they will fast in that day. I understand this to be direction from the Lord, that he's saying, When I'm gone, my disciples will fast. If fasting is an unknown or a new practice for us, one application then could be to grow in this area. If fasting is very foreign and unfamiliar, a helpful resource I find for getting started is an article called Fasting for Beginners. This article can be found online and especially at a website called DesiringGod.org. I find the article helpful in orienting us on why we would fast and how we might begin. This is what comes to mind as far as application of this passage. And again, if you think of another application, feel free to share that also as a comment on the webpage for this day's REAP episode. Now let's move on to the last part of REAP, where we get to pray. Heavenly Father, thank you for this day. Thank you for this word that shows us Jesus offering himself in love with open arms to anyone and everyone. We see, Lord Jesus, you offering yourself to everyone and pray that as you offer yourself to us, we would be given the gift of seeing ourselves as the ones who need you. It's only by your spirit that we can see and understand our true need. We ask that you would reveal that to us and help us to cling closely and tightly to you. Thank you for the mercy that you show in our lives. Thank you that you hold on to us. Thank you that you pursue us and love us. And thank you that you do everything in love. We are amazed, Lord Jesus, at your beauty and at your perfection, the words you said, the things you did, and the way that you did those things. Truly, there's never been anyone like you. Unite our hearts in worship as we fall on our face. May this word of yours lead us to worship, lead us to awe and wonder, and may it make us humble to accept your invitation and to identify with those who need you. Help us in our weakness. Thank you for your grace that is poured out on us. We pray all these things in your name, Lord Jesus. Amen. Well, thanks for being with me for this week's episode of REAP. In addition to this recorded version, we also meet as a group and do REAP live. This happens over Zoom every Friday at 12 noon Eastern Standard Time. From 12 o'clock to 12.45, we read, examine, apply, and pray together. If you'd like to join us, you're more than welcome to. The way to get that information is to send me a note through oneyearbiblepodcast.com. That way, I'll have your email address and can send you the Zoom links for those Friday sessions. It's always an encouraging and inspiring time circled around God's Word, and I hope you'll join us on one of these upcoming Fridays. That's all the announcements we have for this week. I hope you have a good Friday and weekend and week upcoming, and I look forward to talking with you soon. 